This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester to Live Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! No, I'm not, as you can probably imagine. Um, it's just Chris at the moment. Brad may join us later, uh, but um, time is amongst us. What can you say to that? Well, we're going to find out because I'm going to have a rant, I think, in a minute. But let's start by saying that... Um, this is Leicester Till I Die TV. You can catch us live on at Leicester TID on Twitter. Facebook is Leicester Till I Die, the group, and YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. And if you're not on YouTube, please pop over there, twiddle me thumb, uh, twiddle, yeah, twiddle whatever you want to twiddle. <laughs> and, uh, but make sure that you uh, click that subscribe button. I'm so so annoyed at the moment i can't get my words out and be sure to smash the likes as well and if you'd sooner not watch me 
you can listen to me instead. We are on all the major podcast platforms, including Amazon, Apple iTunes, Google, Anchor FM, Spotify, and Podcast Addict, to name just a few. Just search Lester Till I Die, or if you want to use your smart speaker, ask it to search for Lester Till I Die. Search for the podcast, so Lester Till I Die, then it will come up. Um, good evening. How the devil are you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to have. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. First of all, first of all, let me start off by thanking Crystal Palace. I know what you're saying. Well, some of you can probably guess. Why am I thanking Crystal Palace? Because basically, they gifted us two goals. We did not deserve to be 2-0 up at half-time. I, I actually went mad when we scored the goals. And I'll tell you why I went mad. Because I don't believe that we deserve to be in that position. And I thought, brilliant, brilliant. Come on, 2-0 up at half-time. We're going to go on and get this, our third win of the season. Can I believe I'm saying that, third win of the season? And what happened? We threw it all away. So thank you, Crystal Palace, but we didn't deserve it. Um, I mean, the performance was absolutely dreadful because actually when we went 2-0 up, we were certainly, that was against the run of play. Palace gifted us those. Don't get me wrong, they were very well taken. Nacho on his birthday, and happy birthday to the Nacho man there. Uh, got his goal. Unfortunately, he wasn't on the winning side. Uh, I ever wonder if he will be on the winning side again this season. Um, and then, obviously, Jamie Vardy doing what Jamie Vardy does. Um, but you know what? All I will say is, at the start of the day, Watford were in 14th place. And they sacked their manager. Consider that. Now, I know you may be surprised, as I was, and as I posted, surprised that he's lasted this long, actually, seven games into the season. But they were 14th. They've now dropped to 15th because Palace, who got a draw with us today, have gone above them. Watford were in 14th place at the start of the day when they let their manager go. We're in 13th. Now I'm, a, you know, I'm not saying that we should do the same, but the question is, how much longer does this go on for? This isn't a blip. This is seven games in Europe. Uh, sorry, seven games in the Premier League, two games in Europe when we can't even beat the team that were seeded fourth in our group. What is happening? What is happening? You know, I always often say, I like to say, will the real Leicester stand up? And I just don't know where the real Leicester is. Because this is not the Leicester that Brendan Rodgers has turned us into. This is not the Leicester that won the FA Cup. This is not the Leicester that were fifth in the league. And if we'd only got three games in, if we'd only played four games in, I would have said fair enough. But we're seven games in and we are shit. We are shit. Brendan, you need to sort the shit out. Because at the end of the day, it's obviously not the formation. Because you play the 4-4-2. Four, four, 
yep, you got Chowdhury in there, and I think you were absolute dickheads for picking Chowdhury over Mendy anyway. There may be reasons because of English players and gra graduate players and all that sort of thing, but you were a dickhead for picking him in place of Mendy first. He had a brilliant game the other day, apparently, in the under-23s. Um, but, you know, you finally, finally pick a 4-4-2. But let's look at the players. Schmeichel kept us in it. Did what Schmeichel does. Still can't kick a ball for Toffee. A one-legged man at a shit-kicking competition could kick the ball into better places than he could sometimes. Vestergaard. What the hell did we buy him for? I was quite pleased when we bought it. Southampton were laughing the fucking socks off. They couldn't believe they got 15 million for the donkey. I still have the donkey from Shrek. He might absolutely do anything. Luckman, what is up with Luckman? Luckman is a brilliant player when he comes on as a sub. Stick him on first time at the start, and he has an average game. But then again, and we've said this so many times, 11 players plus the substitute had an average game. There was not anybody that was stood out. The man of the match today, I mean, poor, <laughs> the guy that picks it for me, bless him. Bless him, Alan. I don't know how he managed to actually find somebody today, because quite honestly with you, none of them deserved it. I really think we are going to struggle this season. Forget Europe. Forget winning a cup. Let's concentrate on staying up. And I'll tell you something, because it can't, you know, what's wrong with the players? These are the players that virtually, well, these are the players that because we haven't sold anybody we didn't want to. So these are the players that won us the FA Cup last season that was in the top four for most, you know, 36, 37 weeks last season. The team that won the FA Cup, the team that was in Europe. And we've actually added to that. We've added better players to that. And we're still absolutely shite. Because I can't say that performance deserved a point. We didn't deserve a point. Palace deserved all three. And I had Palace, new manager, bought a few players. Edward, yeah, okay, he didn't score. But they bought a few players in. But I had them as, as relegation candidates. And the worrying thing is, and I've said this many times, let's just have a look at this. And I can see poor Brad's getting bored waiting to come in. It's his fault for being late. But let me, uh, sorry, Brad. Let me, uh, let me tell you, so let me just show you something here now. Um, if I can actually get it up. But who have we played so far? Right, we played Wolves. Yeah, do you remember that? <sighs> we actually won that one. We played Wolves. Um, we played, who did we play the week after we played Wolves? Uh, we played somebody. We played We played West Ham, of course. Uh, we then played, um, oh, where the bugger hell are we? We then played Norwich City. We struggled. They're the two wins we struggled with. We were bloody lucky. Uh, we've played... Um, uh, oh, God, I can't find Leicester's details anyway. We played Man City. How oh, they only got one against us, I don't know. Uh, after Man City, we played Brighton. <laughs> we remember that, don't we? And, of course, last week we, we played uh, Burnley. And we have been shit every fucking week. I mean, let me do that. The games that are coming up, right? The games that are coming up. We've got Man United. How do you feel we're going to do them? Do you think we're going to beat Man United? I think it might be a cricket score. We're away to Spartak Moscow. Brentford. We're away to Brentford. Are we going to get... No, they're going to beat us. We've got Brighton again in the cup. Forget the cup. 
And then we've got Arsenal, who were all taking the piss out at the start of the season. They must be sat there thinking, <laughs> our process is working better than your process. I don't think we've got a process. Something's got to be done because this is the same side, the same players from last season that are doing sweet fuck all this season. And the book stops with Brendan. He is the manager. Yes, once they walk over the line, he can't control them, but he can make changes. Funny he made the changes, and we, we, we from doing a lot, we went to 2 2. I just, I've, 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 I've had it. I really have had it. It's the post-match show with Chris and Brad on Let's Until I Die TV. Brad, hello, sir. Hi, mate. I'm just going to go through a few comments. Um, Facebook user, just not good enough. Um, Facebook user, watching on Sky, can I give a shout-out to the fans who were there? The noise was fantastic, I thought. Tell you what, the fans, you said the other week that the fans were better than the players. I think it was again. Uh, useless, can't hold a 2-0 lead, gutted, say no more. Uh, David Gamble, good evening, and it is David. It was not good enough. That is putting it politely. David, hello, Chris. I can't find too many positives today. Can you find any? Other than Nacho played well and Vardy played well, we couldn't string consecutive passes. Palace, however, calmly moved the ball at their leisure. Um, Facebook user, Tatterley Shambles, no plan B, camping on the edge of our area, hoping to see the game out. United up next, in for a long season. Terry, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? How painful was that? Adamski's not happy that I had to, had to actually look at the uh, fixtures. Well, if you're such a clever ass, Adamski, then fuck off. Because I tell you something, I was looking to get them in order. But obviously, you know, you know everything, don't you? you you're, an, you're a know-all. Well, go and shove it up your arse and see if I care. Um... I'm, I can't be doing with arseholes today. Positive, that was Brendan. Positive was that Brendan made the changes, but does have he have the courage to make one more? Harvey Barnes at to the under-23 line. Good evening, line. Thanks for joining us. Um, Facebook user, give your head a wobble. Why? Are you still going to be saying in, in 14 games' time that we're playing like this? Oh, it's okay. You know, we had a good couple of seasons. This is fine now. It's still the process. We're still making the move. No, you wobble. You wobble. We'll be lucky to make mid-table at this season. I have. <laughs> I, think, I think you could be right. Uh, what's getting on? I don't get it. This is it. I don't get it because it is the same players. It is the same manager. What has happened? Matthew, good evening. So how the devil are you? Um, hope you are well. Uh, hopefully you're out the country. Uh, <laughs> but uh, hey, who knows? So, Brad, finally, what do you think? I'm sick of this. I really am. <laughs> the first 45 minutes, let's just look at the first... 11 minutes of that footballing game, shall we? The first 11 minutes of that footballing game, 
Leicester had more created more chances in them 11 minutes than they did over probably feels like the entirety of the other six games combined. They had about four or five chances in the opening 10 minutes. You know, I feel I feel like Brendan may have, I, you know, at one point maybe we were saying that Brendan must have watched the show. We were 4 4 2. We were attacking. Mm. It was nowhere near perfect. We were still misplacing passes, still giving the ball away. But somehow, we came in going 4-2-2, playing on the front foot, turning up. Hey, up, mm. it's just going to be our day. This is going to be it. And then the second half started. And for about five minutes of it, Leicester kept to 4-4-2. Barnes had that chance that he hit into the side netting. And you kind of felt, well, Palace were a bit shaky at the start. That We've come at them. And then we got scared to lose. And in the end, it became a game that we were desperate to draw. And that just shows the negative mentality that's reaped straight through the dressing room. It is within every player. You know, we talk about defining moments for other teams sometimes in their season when we look back at seasons. I remember distinctively saying in our Premier League one season that Villa and Leicester both benefited from that game for two different reasons. Villa never thought a result was secured, no matter the scoreline, because they were turning up that game and lost it 3-2. And Leicester obviously went on to know that they, never, they never felt they were out of a game. And, and that was kind of where I said the early signs were that Leicester were going to have a good season that season. And I feel like with the Villa of this season, in terms of, we now are at a state where the fans, maybe even the manager and the, definitely the players on the pitch, came into that second half going, we're actually 2-0, not sure how we've got to be, you know, and it just stunk the place up. The second half was such a contrast to the first. It is unreal and it's unsettling. I, I, I have drawn the infamous graph of how we played the first half. And I didn't do one for the second half, mate, because I couldn't figure out how he was trying to play. I could not figure out what he was trying to do, what the lads were instructed to do, or what the purpose of that second half performance was. Because from the second that second half kicked off, it was, let's please not lose this game. Mm. I... Uh, I actually didn't have a problem with Chowdhury. I found it a bit strange that he was playing, being since he's not played for so long. But he looked good. He, he showed intent to get forward. I think Lutman had a, had a few fancy moments. But again, I would agree with you. I, I think he died off. The, the problem was um, they had the balance right in the first half. They just looked rusty. It's amazing what happens to a team when they stop training a winning formation in 4-4-2 that had seen a guy get 19 goals in a season from playing 4-4-2 and they don't play it for seven months. What happens to a team and mentality? There was so much to pick at this game that we were going to do over the next probably hour or so here. Um, oh, I think we could be here all night doing this one, mate. <laughs> we could be, but it was just it was just the way things were good in the first half that fell apart so dramatic in the second half that really infuriates me. Okay, can I ask you a question there? And I, I want the, 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 the viewers to, 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 to post as well on this one. Tell me what was good in that first half because I, I saw this formation 
And yeah, I'm not saying Chowdhury had any worse of a game than anybody else. Don't get me wrong. I'm not having a game. You know, I personally just prefer Mendy, and I think the Mendy's not playing in anything other than, other than the under 23s is discuss. You know, <laughs> it's a waste to be honest with you. But no, Chowdhury had Chowdhury had a you know a, no say no worse a game than anybody else. But tell me, tell me what was good because when I when I saw this four four two. When I saw the formation, because we, you know, you picked a four-four-two, well, we, you know, between us the other day, um, I thought, yeah, great, we're back to this four-four-two, and then we were rubbish. We were absolutely oh, rubbish. No, no. No, but we weren't. We weren't actually that bad in the first half because Palace actually weren't that good. Yes, they had possession. But as we found out, down, we, we were stringing passes together. How can you that say that? About a good performance. performance. All right, then name me a game this season. Name name me any game this season. Go for it if you can. If you name me a game this season where Leicester had uh, four chances in the first ten minutes of the game, because I can't tell you one apart from today. No, it, but the thing is, chances. And what did we do with them? Score them. What in we the first ten points. minutes? No, but nor did Palace. Palace didn't score a single goal in the first hour of play. We no, took our chances. Whether they were given to... No, no, no. no you've posted the argument and posted the question now. I'm answering it. What was good in that first half? The goodness was, is for the last three, four games, we have not seen us with enough attacking attempt from the off in the first half. And yes, it was nowhere near perfect. Yes, it was a bit rusty and shaky, and we didn't get it all right going forward. But what I will look at the positives on that first half was at least there was an attacking attempt. We created the chances. And whether it was a Palace mistake or not, if it wasn't from us putting them under shaky pressure, because they were just in bad as form as we were. They were in just as indifferent form as Leicester. They could feel the crowd was silent. The Leicester fans were terrific. It sounded like a home game. It felt like a home game. And then all of a sudden, a mistake, a goal. Leicester pushed forward. Another mistake, a goal. At half-time, despite Palace holding the ball, we put men behind the ball. The, the team seemed to communicate better. You had the right-backs and uh, the, you had Castagne and Bertrand coming in. We were defending in numbers wasn't pretty at times, but it felt a bit more commanded. It felt a bit more structured and a bit more commanded. It was the middle I've got the biggest issue with in releasing the ball and getting it forward. But on that, in the first half, 2-0 was harsh on Palace, you may argue. But I think coming in in, in, in front was warranted in the improvements from weeks gone by. You can't come here come and say, oh, it, it was all shit, because we were all singing and dancing and loving it at 2-0 and saying, oh, we've got it going good, it might just fall our way today. The first half had its positives. I'm agreeing with you on the second half, mate. I cannot find a positive in the second half. Really can't. But let's not forget that it was such a dramatic change from that first half. The first half wasn't pretty and it wasn't brilliant, but it showed what we as fans have been asking for. All us football managers that sit at home and support Leicester City and get our manager's cap on, like we did with the preview, wanted 4-4-2, wanted to see us be more direct, a bit more attacking. The problem was, it's like Brendan went, well, I'll give that 45 minutes, and if it does the result, then I'll see it out. That's what cost us the game. Because he changed, he didn't change the shape at the start, but he already set the defensive mentality to see that game at out. Half time, at half time, my comment was after a shaky and nervous start, 
so not confident at all. Leicester capitalised on two errors by Palace. That was the only difference, I believe, in that first half, is that their um, their mistakes cost them, our mistakes didn't. And this is Palace, and this was Brighton, and this was Burnley, yeah. and this was Norwich. What's going to happen when it's Man United, when it's Liverpool, when it's Chelsea? All right, well, in the Man City we've played, we lost 1-0. And to be honest with you, that was probably one of our better teams. But we always play well against yeah. Palace, uh, against Man City, sorry, because they give yeah. um, they give uh, us the freedom to play. I mean, for fuck's sake, Jeff Schlupp had been on the pitch 45 seconds. 45 yeah. seconds. I mean, he made two substitutions. The Sky, the Sky guy, I don't know how sure it was, Andy Hinchcliffe, I think it was, said... But he made two substitutions and he got two goals. You know, when he's brought the third substitution on, we thought that was going to be the winning goal for them. Uh, JJ, 100% agree, Chris. Man- Mandy is two times the player Chowdhury is. <laughs> Mandy, oh, Mandy, you came and you saw. And you know, I know you mean Mendy, mate. Um, Matthew, the only positives on the first halves were the clinical finish of Nacho and Vange. Totally. And as I said, surely... Whatever happens at the rest of the team, it's got. And we've said this the other day, didn't we, on the preview, Brad? Yeah. You know, we, we, you know, it's got to be Nacho and Vardy up front. I mean, to me, Nacho yeah. was having a great game, even off the ball. Um, yeah. uh, here we go. Um, yes, Hamza was good. He got stuck in the rest of the team. Was not doing that. Fair play. Though you need to capitalise when teams make mistakes. I have no issue with the scoring from. The, I don't have no. You know we capitalise, and that's why I'm saying Vardy yeah. and Nacho have to start. I say Hamza didn't have yeah. a, any worse a game than anybody else. I'm just saying overall. Yeah. Um, I think we had a card to be referee and, again. And what I will say in, in regards to a positive is is if we don't line up and play the way they attempted to play that first half. And I will say attempted because I, I agree it wasn't pretty and it wasn't brilliant at times. And, you know, we gave the ball away far too much. That was the story of the game as well throughout the 90. But had we not had that system change and that style of play change, would Jamie Vardy and Kalichi and Nachos be in them positions to get them goals? I don't think so, playing one up front and playing the slow methodical game. I think that's the way you need to see the positive on the first half. I'm not saying the overall football was good, but what I'm saying is the positive was, the thing is, Leicester, we, we did it quite simply, didn't we? Because it's easy to do it when you sat on a coach with a notepad. Like yes, of course it was. is. Of course it is. Um, yes. But yes. you're asking players, and there's Chowdhury, there's Lutman that's new to this. There's Chowdhury's been out of the game for a while. Uh, Leicester haven't played at all front since last season. And I know that's not much of an excuse. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but I'm I'm saying they've not had a settled back four. I don't know if Leicester have had a continuous back four back-to-back in games. The thing is, what you're asking an unsettled side, a change, a constant change inside, is to make a tactical change, a style of play change, get these new players that are into the team up to the standard of it, and do it. These players like Yori Tillemans, uh, Kagosoyuncu, Castagne, Barnes, Vardy, and Kel, Kalichi and Atra know it. The rest of them don't. They, they, they came here and signed for Leicester to play 4-3-3 and we're going to play the slow methodical build-up. Unfortunately for Leicester and Brendan, is he didn't start making this change until he started watching every Leicester City football YouTube channel and realised everybody, not just me, I know I profess to be a guru at half-time, 
But it was, I'm not the only Leicester fan that knew this system had to come in. The Guardian predicted it, so I could write for the Guardian, apparently. I think the Mail predicted this as a formation um, change. The fact that Leicester have probably only been working on this since Friday worries me, because you could see it in the passing, couldn't you? There were some passes that players were made um, where the ball went out of play and it was like, oh, I thought you was going to be there. Like, Chowdhury made yes. a pass. No, sorry, I thought that was the key for yeah. you to go forward. There's, there's a couple of there was a couple of plays where, like you, I think uh, yourself said the other day, it's like they were playing FIFA and press the uh, pass button rather than the shoot, and the, yeah. the ball go instead of running with the ball, they kick it out <laughs> out of play. Yeah. Um, I mean, you say that, and Terry Fuller says here there was a cry of what's going on when Kells came off and Madison came on. I understand mm. that because I looked at that and thought, what the... But <laughs> you say that, you know, we've only been working on this since Friday, possibly. I agree. But wasn't this the formation, you know, we played last season? We've all been screaming out for it. So we can't... Yeah. I can't sit here and go, well, it was the wrong formation, which I'm not. It's not the formation because I've screamed for the four four two. So it's the wrong formation. I, I'm as wrong as, ever, you know, as, as the rest. And I'll take that on the chin. It was like I say, the performance. Um, yeah, the problem just, is, you know, if we'd lost four or five players, if we'd got a new manager in who doesn't know the players or doesn't like the players, but we haven't, you know, we've had a settled squad yeah. that's played together for two seasons when we've done really, really well. We've added world class players, and I'm not, you can't, you know, you can't blame the injuries because we had worse than this this no. time last season and we were doing better. Um, Facebook user here says, stick your name on the end so I can give you a shout out. Until we scored, Chris, we were poor in that first half. Um, Facebook user, we were poor first half and lucky not to, to go behind. But that's because we've got two brilliant strikers who, mm. when Palace made yeah. the mistakes, yeah. we capitalised. They didn't capitalise on our mistakes in the first half. Um, Facebook user here, I think he's disagreeing with you. Sorry, mate, but that first half was as poor as the second half. Just Palace took their chances in the second half. Scott says here, um, is, is Brendan losing the dressing room or not getting his messages across when making the changes? We'll, we'll, ask, we'll come back and ask Brad that in a minute. Imagine Ronaldo versus Vestergaard. Maybe, like I say, I was all for Vestergaard, I thought it was a good signing, but maybe the old uh, Southampton fan I had on that was sniggering behind his uh, his hand wasn't so far off. Um, hang on, there's, there's so many to go through here, uh, Brad. Bear with me. Um, it's nothing like a, nothing like a loss to get people talking. Uh, I watched a different game. We were rubbish from the start to the end. We were rubbish first half. FFS. Terry says we made two subs and conceded two. Craig, good evening, Craig. How the devil are you, sir? If you say our goals were down to defensive errors, you have to say that Palace two goals were both lucky breaks of the ball. Not saying they didn't deserve them, but just shows how games can swing on errors, the bounce of a ball. Uh -huh. It can be, but how many times are we going to be saying, are we going to, is that going to be the excuse for the whole season? Like, oh, it didn't go our way, but hey, never mind. You know, we sat here in 15th place at the end of the season. Oh, God, it was, oh, God, it's one of them seasons, wasn't it? You know, no, we, 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 we weren't doing it last season. I'm sorry, you know. Um, where are we here? Oh, hang on. We've done that one. Um, JJ, I don't know if anyone's mentioned this, but that's, but this is my opinion. Are we missing a figure like Wes Morgan in the changing room to ruffle the players' feathers? I, I would love to. I'd, 
I don't know why I'm with, unless he's having a long break after his career, and I don't blame him, he deserves it. But I'd get Morgan in in some capacity, to be honest with you. I don't know about you. Brookline here. Um, we could use Wes Morgan on the pitch. Oh, don't know about that. <laughs> Own goal special <laughs> king here at the moment, didn't he? When he was well, towards the end. Straw clutching, that was the same Rogers, same rubbish that Rogers keeps turning out. Uh, JJ, tend to agree with you We are weak as water when it comes to passion on the pitch So maybe someone strong needs to throw stuff around the dressing room We seem so weak and tentative otherwise uh, Matthew Bond Light for light substitutes, waste of time Brookline, Fuchs and Simpson were the best at blocking crosses Now we can't block a set of blocks um, Facebook, Dave Cross Why take Nacho off mind-blowing? Uh, I, I, I did. I did think that was a strange. Vestergaard is as fast as the Titanic. Fast at going down. <laughs> um, I wish I knew a woman like that. But anyway, um, <laughs> any, any of those points you want to, to pick up on, Brad? I know there's a lot there. I mean, the, the, the thing is, it's always easy when your team's in bad form and it goes from 2-0 to 2-all away from home. And I'm not going to argue with people that are saying that we, we weren't good in the first half. We weren't, but the intent was better than the slow, methodical, build-up, boring football that we have been screaming for as fans. It, it's just... We just could not seem to compute it out on the pitch. I, I don't know what is going on with Brendan's communication between the players. Uh, I, I have to agree with some people that I spoke to during the game that when we had that stoppage in play and Brendan pulled the lads over and had a conversation with them, that they seemed to settle the play down and and change their intensity. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if that was just trying to get back started and build it back up to a cook of intensity. I, I don't know, but there was a lot of things that question today is, why is it the system that should have been implemented a few weeks ago isn't clicking to gear? And the problem is we are losing that battle in the middle of the pitch. I lost count of the amount of times we play a ball behind somebody too far in front of them and they wouldn't hear a man on shout, get dispossessed easily. Harvey Barnes on the on the white uh, on the wide uh, got got bullied far too easy for me. I, I don't know if it's the mentality throughout the camp, but I saw a lot of players probably spending more time trying to moan and get the referee to change his mind at certain decisions, and and the reaction from that wasn't always of a team that wanted to press the ball and wait and see what happened. If the referee blew his whistle, be his whistle, but if not, they've got a ball to win back. You only saw glimpses of that, didn't you? You only saw glimpses of Leicester closing Palace down, um, trying to put them under the pressure. They, they kind of did in dribs and drabs throughout the game, but the problem is when you're losing games uh, and you're, you, you're having a bad run and, and you're not getting these results, you know, if Leicester would have started the season, like you said, Chris, and this had been game week three or four, and we'd have played Wolves, Norwich, uh, I don't know, Burnley, 
and gone into this game, you probably would have seen a different Leicester approach here. But the fact that the stretch has gone on, including with the European result, that Leicester are feeling it collectively. Um, you know, when you're when you're winning games and when your results are going well and you're playing good football, or maybe not always playing good football, but you're still getting the results like 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 we did at times last season. You kind of find that the energy levels still find a way to keep themselves going when the team puts when the opposition puts you under a bit of pressure. And at the moment, Leicester just are not feeling that. If if Barnes goes down and loses the ball, the players are static. They're waiting for a decision. They're not getting into it. It's frustrating because I still feel the books being shared. The collective unit needs to shake this mindset they're stuck in because. Whether you say Vestergaard's awful, whether you think Lutman wasn't as active, whether you think it was just collectively poor, or you want to say Jamie Vardy and Kels are the only ones that do anything. No matter how you want to sum up the 11 players, individually or as a team, there is something mentally blocking them right now. And it's not just confidence. It's something they need to work on together that I don't think, I'm not saying go to Abu Dhabi or anything like that. We've seen the trouble Celtic and that got in with it over. Let's go to La Manga. <laughs> or La Manga, no. But I think they need one of these team building things. I don't know. I, I don't know what people's opinion are on it when clubs is up, but they need something to kind of get this out of the system while they're not on international breaks. Maybe tone down the training session through the international breaks for those that are are. are Aren't away on international duty, and just kind of try and get some collective um, morale from somewhere in that team. Because right now, you saw it today that if Leicester are confident, there is probably 30, 40 passes in that game that Leicester make. It doesn't go behind the man. It doesn't go out the play. It doesn't. It doesn't rebound out for a throw into the opposition. It goes forward. It gets out wide. It's a good ball in the box. It's attacked by Leicester. They try to do that at points in the first half, but because they're so discombobulated, it was poor in the way yeah. they went to execute the ideas today. And that's why we ended up drawing this game. Okay. Let, let, let me ask you this. Um, I mean, you know, you, 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 you like me, we, we saw the Villarreal game. Yes. And, and we saw the Lazio game. Um, and so, Napoli. Napoli. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still just so wound up. It's because one of the teams has got a bloody big L, and I know that's led you Warsaw, but it always fools me. So you saw, you saw us in the Napoli game. You saw us in the Villarreal game, in the first halves anyway. I mean, that was the old Leicester. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was the old Leicester. And, and and to a point, I think you could even say, if you really watched it back over, we got it for the first half an hour against uh, Brighton, didn't we? We, we mm. kind of saw the old Leicester. So it's obviously there. It's just finding the right cogs. And and, and although you, although you, people might say, oh, you can't keep using the defence as, as an excuse, and I'm not going to excuse the bad performances from best of guard, um, but I'm not. I'm not going to suggest that Bertrand had the greatest of games at times either, or anything like that. But what you do need in this situation is a steady eleven. And I know Leicester don't have the ability to do that. What with injuries, 
or whatever, yeah. but they really need to, you know, it's like it's, it's like drawing 17 in blackjack or pontoon or however you know the game, you know, and, mm. and you know, sometimes you just got to stick. You don't always yeah. have to gamble. You have to yeah. stick. And, and, I, and I think a flat say, 11... the fact that I'm blaming the defence. Yeah. It's just that... I'm not blaming the injuries, and obviously all our injuries yes, exactly. are at the defence, you know. Yeah, exactly. But when you look at the, I mean, this was a team that they, that, that, that they put out here. Schmeichel, Castagna, Vestigar, Soyuncu, Bertrand, Luckman, Tillemans, Chowdhury, Barnes, Inacio, Vardy. No Perez. Uh, he didn't even come on. I mean, that, to me, is not a bad team at all. And in the past two seasons... This is what I can't get my head around. In the past two seasons, that team would have seen Palace off. And that's what I don't get. In the past two seasons, that team would have seen Palace off. You're correct. Um, but it didn't because the last two seasons when Leicester have come against Palace, they've been in some form of form, even if, or they've played them at a point in the season, even if they're not in the greatest form, they're in a great position and, and, and Leicester, uh, you know, last season, we, until the very, very end, Chris, you have to remember, we were very consistent that if a bad result yeah. came along, it normally didn't take many games for Leicester to knock that out of the park and correct the mistake. Mm. The problem is this is the first time that Leicester have had that bad result and then not corrected it and not corrected it and not found a way to dig out the result. Um, and unfortunately, that is something that eventually, no matter how much we like him as a manager or does, it won't necessary I'm not talking like Brendan out or anything myself personally no, or anything. No, but no. what I'm saying is and you've already read off the fixture list of games that we've got coming up. They are not easy games all of a sudden. No. Even the even the Carabao Cup is not an easy game. The um the the who is it we've got in Europe? That won't be an easy game. Away to Spartak Moscow. Yeah great yeah. brilliant you know there's suddenly games that before you got to this point, you were probably looking, if you said you looked at the, at the season in a block of three months, you were probably looking at the games going, oh, well, hopefully if things go the way, I think we can get these points. You know, you know how we make our predictions. I know we do an actual show, but most people go, oh, look at fixtures the block and go, oh, I think we'll beat them. We should beat them. We should get a draw there and do this. We'll be all right. We were probably looking at these games in the fourth round of the Carabao Cup in your third Europa League game going, if we can get four to six points from our first two games, then this one's a bonus mm. if we can get a, a, a draw. All of a sudden, we'll be so desperate to win that game. We'll be so desperate to beat Brighton to get the confidence yeah, for a league game. If, if, if all of a sudden we could lose our next four, if they do not pull it together, and the only way you're going to pull it together is to kind of circulate what they were attempting. And I use the word attempting because I do agree that whilst it wasn't pretty and it was quite poor, the intent mm. was what I saw positive, i.e. with the lineup and the new faster approach that worked for the better part of 20 minutes before Palace themselves. Let's not forget, there was another team involved in why Leicester struggled mm. in the first half, and that's because Palace reshaped. Palace were losing yeah. gaps all over the place and reshaped to stop Leicester's free-flowing, counter-attacking, fast-build-up football. Um, but it has to change. And to do that, Leicester, if Evans is going to be injured, in the weirdest sort of way, I'd rather say to Evans, have yourself two weeks off. 
Well, he's got he's got a week off now, hasn't he? Unless I don't know whether he's yeah. off to Northern Ireland or not. But no, yeah. I, 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 I would tell him not to. I, I would. I, know, I, I love people representing the country. It's got enough to do with him being Northern Irish. I would mm. tell him, for the benefit of the longevity of your career, is it really necessary that Ireland play there international friendly? Are you really that necessary? Yeah. Is, is, is it a qualifying? I know, I know what you're no. saying. I know what you're saying. And we're gonna and I know you don't like stats, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna look at them anyway, because they do tell a bit of a story. And we'll be back straight after this. Is the Premier League post match show with Chris, with Chris and Brad and on Leicester till I die TV. Oh, memories, memories there. Um, 18 attempts on goal from Palace, uh, nine from us, but we managed to get 56% of ours on target. Um, I don't know what, and I say possession, to me, possession is, is, is doesn't really matter, but look at the passes, 548 to our 379, touches 778 to our 581. Um Although we, we we made more tackles. <laughs> I just... When we're getting outdone by a team like Palace, that's what gets me because... But, and I'm going to put this to you, Brad, and then we're going to have a look mm-hmm. at some comments after this question. But I, I said, like, there's teams that I've seen that have a couple of good seasons and then maybe have a bad one, then another couple of good, then a bad one. Have we been punching above our weight for two seasons? And is it our turn to say, it's gone so well? And yes, we do expect more, because you always expect more when it goes well. That we actually come now and say, yeah, let's have a reality check this season. Is that what's happening to us? No, not not really. I I think what's happening to us is, is them stats tell you that Brandon did make the changes that were necessary. If you look at our last three graphs, Chris, you will probably tell me that Leicester had the percentage, had the better, had the more chances, has lost the game, had the, you know you'll probably look at Fernley, had more of the ball, had more of the chances, drew the game. You'll probably look at Brighton and go Leicester had the ball, had the chances, lost the game, and even though we didn't come away with a win in the end um, in this game, and you know probably come at the end of it, probably fortunate to come away with a draw. What that shows you is, again, it shows the intent and mentality in the way that Leicester want to approach. Again, that was very counter-attacky. Lots of tackles, lots of blocks going in, not a lot of the ball. But when they saw it, Chris, like you said there, nine chances and 50% on target. How many times a season have we talked about Leicester having 700 touches of the ball around the centre circle for all intents and purposes of all it's worth, having 21 shots but having three on target? Mm. You know, I, I can see yeah. the positives in them, and and, and it showed these are the stats that I don't mind because it backs up what we did on the preview, the way we discussed how Leicester should go about it, and I'm still very much backing that. I'm still very much backing that because the stats show that's how they went to play against. We it. do know that. Let's be honest, we do know that stats 
we're like politicians on, on football shows here. You can take the same set of stats and you can say, oh, this proves point A. And I'll go, yeah, but yeah. look at it like this. It proves point B. Exactly. So I, exactly. I, throw the, I throw the stats in there, A, because I know you hate them. But B, it does, um, it, 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 it does say, create uh, something. I mean, the big stats to me, um, and I don't know whether I can get these up, is our goal chances. I mean, yeah, okay, there it wasn't too bad. Um, but, okay, I mean, our um, chances created per match. Now, we've got Man United next in the league, right? And we're uh -huh. hosting them at home. Our chances created per match is 0.86. So we don't even one chance per match. That's how it's averaged out. Man United, and they're having a bit of a dodgy couple of games, at 2.29. I mean, we might as well just not turn up, might we? Well, no, because the thing is that the choice is 99.9% of the time football fans will curse an international break. That 0.1% of the chance you're actually delighted to see it probably comes with that because it gives these lads a chance to work on this. There'll be probably not many around, depending on who's playing in their friendlies, but for those that are, we'll come back and they'll be able to play on it and they'll be able to That's work it. on not, it. It's not like they're going to have a week together, is it? Because half the, at least no. half the squad, because we have such a good squad, let's not, let's be honest with you, if we didn't have such a good squad, they wouldn't be going away to represent their countries. Um, yeah. But, you know, yeah. they're going but, away, so they won't be having a chance to all get together and, and work on things. But that, that chance is created. Actually, when I look at win, we're not even one and Man United are over two. Like that guy said earlier, Ronaldo, I mean, he's going he's gonna to roast us alive, isn't he? Well, you never know. That's the thing. Manchester United have great little chances. They're barely sticking yeah. the ball in the net. They couldn't do it enough against Villa. They couldn't do it enough against Everton. In fact, had Tom Davis not been self uh, unselfish, they might have lost that game. So there is talking points. I mean, they, we're not the only team that are struggling this season. I know we're 13th, and I know it's all about Leicester here at this channel, but we're not the only team that aren't happy with how they're going about business. We've got some very... I, you, you, well, you don't. I, I know a few Spurs fans, um, and they're very relieved with a win. They're not happy with a win. They're relieved with a win. You've got West Ham fans unhappy that they lost to Brentford. Fantastic Brentford again. I don't care who's got yeah. the point on Weldon yeah. Brentford in, in terms of team coming up. You've got a Leeds that were very relieved to get their win in the end, in 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 terms of it. And I know they're probably say people might say, but at least they're performing better, so the fans are more happier. But there becomes a time when these fans of their clubs have asked the same questions we're asking, and I just think that I will I will hold my hands up and say, if over the next four games it still hasn't clicked, then I'm sorry, Brandon, you've may have hit brick wall because unfortunately football is a brutal business we've seen it already with Watford all right Watford are like the showcase for this wheel of fortune getting rid of your manager it only took seven games for them to get bored of him in the Premier League but this, the, the point still stands that no matter what you do at a club it's all about what you're doing right here and right now yeah he took Liverpool to win a few games of winning their first title but Liverpool found themselves in the bottom half and sacked him and the point is, in in the in the there and then, that was the right decision for Liverpool. 
I don't want Brendan sacked. I'm not asking for him to be sacked. But in the next four games, if we're still talking about piss poor performances, miscommunications, and it not gelling, then he's not the man to take this squad forward. Yeah. Maybe I should uh, change my T-shirt behind that says winners on it. <laughs> Maybe I am uh, expecting yeah. too much. Uh, we've got a lot of comments to catch up on here. Uh, David, uh, I feel the issue we don't have anyone other than Vardy or Nacho up front. When we press forward, who the heck is in the box to get the cross or pass? Contrast that with other teams who send three or four forwards. I, good point, David. You know, often we've been up there and there's been nobody for them yeah. to pass to. Uh, Jeff here. Hello, Jeff here. How are you, Mr. Here? Even at halftime, I was not confident we would kick on in the second half. In mm. the end, glad to get a point. Hope we will continue with two up front. So do I. Um, definitely. Uh, individually, some of the players were poor, says Scott. I feel the team uh, are not working hard enough for each other. Um, Phil says, contrast that with other teams who send three or four forward. No teams do that. They don't, well, do they? I mean, I, I see teams when they go forward that, yeah, they've got, you know, they've got passes on. I don't know. And suddenly Jamie Vardy's burst down the left. He's got the ball. And hang on, I've got to shoot. All right, you know, this is Vardy. He'd probably score. But there's nobody there for him to, to pass the ball into. Uh, Brookline, we are still the most pressed team in the league. We can't pass through. We can win a second. We, we can win a second ball. Um I think you Phil need says, yeah, Phil says clueless fans as usual. Phil, I think you'll find it's called opinions, mate, and we're all entitled to them. Like ourselves, we've all got one. Uh, we necessarily just don't like other people's opinions. You might not like what I was saying at the start. It, it's my opinion, and that's why you're on here. So, no, they're not clueless fans because that means that you think that you you're the you're the source of all knowledge. And I don't know if you are the source of all knowledge, mate. You probably just got a different opinion to everybody else. Uh, so mm. you should respect other people's opinion if you want us to respect your opinion. And that certainly is a comment that we don't need, Phil. Um, Scott um, is, is replying to why we're clueless. Uh, just, I'll just leave it. He's not worth replying to, Scott. David, the issue is when Yuri used to get the ball, he typically had someone open up front to pass to. Uh, look at him now. We're lucky with one or two times he makes a great pass. Otherwise, it's way off the mark. This is it. You know, have they got the people there to, to be on the end of the passes? Hamza should have been taken off in the first half. Mourinho, Tuchel, Wood. If it's just not working, some of these players need both barrels firing at them. They certainly do need a kick up the bottom. I mean, as I say, I didn't shout as much as I said about Chowdhury. I don't think he had any worse a game than, than other players. I just think overall he wouldn't have been the one that I would have kept in the squad. But then you've got to think: have we got we've got to have so many players that have come through the um, academy, etc. So that's maybe maybe why it isn't. I say he isn't a bad player, certainly. Um, Tony, cover, I agree with some players near the rocket up then, but Hamza had a good game. I can give many of the players that had a worse game. Uh, David says here, Hamza made more of an impact today than Barnes or Yori. He got stuck in. He does get stuck in. We, we yeah. all know he's got a red card into him, but I will never criticise. I will never criticise Hamza's uh, attitude to getting stuck in. He, he will get stuck in. Um, Yori, ponderous and off target most of the time. Guess his usual other world division of the pitch was turned off today. Um, 
I think I've had just um, that's my. I have no issues with starting season poorly, but I expect to see some progress. And only someone who isn't tethered to reality could say where we have improved match to match. Uh, can't win the second ball, says Brookline. I still go back to the fact that when these fixtures were announced, I thought, great, it's it's an easier start for us this this season. And even the upcoming games from a couple of seasons ago, you'd look at it and say, yeah, we've got Brentford, we've got this other team, we've got the odd Man United. We haven't got a clutch of games where oh, we've right. got tough games or, or, or shouldn't be tough games altogether, but suddenly they are. Uh, and that's the thing. When we're not doing them against teams like Palace, Brighton, Burn. I mean, Burnley, let's okay. Burnley couldn't score against a Norwich side that hasn't kept a clean sheet all season. Yet, technically, oh. they got three past us. What does that say about us? Um, it just, show, it just tells you how much display we're in at the moment, mate. It, it does, it does, and. Like I say, I think we've got the squad. We know we've got the squad because that squad has proved it for a few seasons. And, you know, the, the players that have come in have certainly got the experience. Um, they're not bad players. Um, Brendan, we know as a manager, can do it. He's got us two, two fifth-place finishes in an FA Cup. Yeah. <laughs> he can do it. It's just... Getting it all together. I just don't know what's what's happened, and that's the problem. You know, if well, we got if we'd got twenty injuries in the squad, if you know, if we changed our manager, if yeah, but we haven't, and we want the team to do well. Of course, we do. That's why we get so passionate. But I mean, let me let me um, let me as we always do. Um, let me have a quick look at the table. It makes. Not good reading <laughs> compared to what we'd be looking at sort of uh, 12 months ago. We sat there in 13th with eight points, minus three. But that said, um, if we, let's say we win, somehow win against Man United, and it is subject to obviously what other teams do, that would still put us in a, like an eighth or ninth position. So it isn't that the season is over yet and it's still early, but I think the fact is we were just not seeing any improvement on, and I keep coming back to it, the performance. Yeah, definitely. It's right. Um, there is normally, even when Leicester um, completed a great escape, um, you know, fans were always coming away from the game. So no matter how disappointing the result was, feeling you could see the improvement within the, the ranks. You could see the performances were there and, there was a few times that even opposition players and managers were saying that we don't understand how they're bottom the way they play their football because, you know, they they don't deserve to be losing these games. Um, but I mean, I've, I I um, have kind of been enjoying this the last couple of times, and I did do a little bit of note taking down throughout mm. the game. I did my little Sky Sports graphic, um, and I kind of summed up. Basically, how how Leicester, why Leicester um, got the formation right, but didn't get their style of play, but right. didn't well, change enough to um, let, let me let me make you because if you're going to be doing your uh, um, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville moment, I think uh, we we need to make you full screen for this. So, can you still hear me? By the way, when we do this, yes, I can. Can uh, you hear me? Right. There, there we go. There we go. Brad in his full glory, ladies. 
cross your legs and hold yourself back. Is this is this is this is Brad? Some people so, think he's Jesus. Yeah. Some people so think he's anyone, Brad Pitt with a beard. So anyone that watched the post-match show um, knew that I I had to step in for for, for Craig because he was slacking. I'm joking, Craig. I know you weren't really. I was asked to fill in because you had you have things to do, mate. But I predicted that Leicester. Well, I I suggested that Leicester should go four four two and. For anyone who watched that and and saw how I built the four four two and how I thought we should have gone about it, it it, it was the way that uh, a lot of fans seemed to to agree with in terms. Of, I think a lot of people, if you if if you're being honest, before the game kicked off, was very happy to see Leicester play four four two. Unfortunately, they didn't execute it the way we was expecting. And I just want to show you here how I did I did the thing. I know it's not sky quality, but it's as best as I can do. Now, if you want, just ignore the lines for now because I will explain them as I go along. <coughs> it was a simple four four two. I know you can't really see the names, but you know who started uh, and, and who I'm on about when it comes to it. And we had a flat back line with a four four two start. And what it started out was is what we was probably hoping is that on the attack you'd have your wing back pushing up. You have Lutman either pushing up or cutting inside, depending on the style of attack, and same on the other side with Harvey Barnes and with um, uh, Ryan Bertrand. Uh, and we was kind of hoping that, obviously, if Wilfred wasn't available, that whoever would come on for Wilfred, although it turned out to be Yuri, and that's that's one mistake that I will say that was wrong today, is that the one defender would, would kind of hold the line in an anchor role, uh, kind of Kante-esque, when we, whilst we were going forward, and the other one would be on the halfway line to receive the ball from the other and drive forward with Jamie Vardy and Kalichi in the act. That's unfortunately not what uh, happened at all. Whilst the system was good, and while we were trying to go forward at times, and obviously it didn't work out too well today, apart from the two goals, and that was due to bad play from Palace and, and pressure from ourselves collectively. What happened is, unfortunately, and I know these lines are a bit faint, you can't really see them, but it wasn't just Yuri Tillemans that was getting back here and to fill this gap sitting in front of the fence. It was the wing-backs. They were also found at points more one side than the other, not always collectively both, but more times than not, you found at least one of our wide men back defending. And you also had Hamza Chowdhury in the first half. It didn't come as far back defensively, obviously inclined to originally start the counter-attack because if he was playing that role, but eventually, especially in the second half and when it changed, both Yuri Tillemans and the work he was partnered with were in front of the defence. Harvey Barnes was making clearance and all of a sudden Leicester reverted in to, into their shell almost. This attacking, widespread, rolling backs, rolling um, three lines of four, uh, as I suggested it was, and someone basically put it in layman's terms, was that in, in attack we'd move in a unit, and it, it cycled the play up to an attack of four, so that there was more options going forward, and we always had a safer relocation zone. The problem is, we came so deep that we ended up with not just a back line of four, but we had a back line of four in front of that back line of four, and Palace controlled that second half because this area just had no Leicester players. It was like that at times. If you, if you was to move the players that I'm hiding in front of the defence, it was that at times. Or or, 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 or or the other side, obviously I can't do that with this because I'm, I'm not used to using the camera at this angle, or, or it was like that. 
it, the gap the gap was always in the middle and we were exploited. And, and the one thing that, that, that was different to the first half that was shocking in the second half as well, what that also brought was ping-pong clearing. I've never seen so much head tennis. In the first half, we were getting the ball, we were calm, we were getting it out, we were breaking away because we had someone like Hamza a little bit more forward than Yuri. Yuri wasn't even as deep in the first half, but in the second half, he might as well have been stood next to Schmeichel. That's how deep he came. And that's the thing. The formation was right. The intent at the start was right. But in the second half, 2-0 up against the run of play, I think the manager and the players in their mind knew they were lucky to be 2-0 up. And because they didn't want to lose it, they switched. Even though they came out in the second half and played 4-4-2, I think they essentially started to already revert back to that 4 Three, three. But at that point, Palace had the tails up. They got that goal. Unfortunately, in the end, Leicester couldn't start playing that slow and methodical football because it just created and invited more pressure. There was confusion with balls getting randomly knocked out of play for throw-ins. There was balls played ahead of the winger when he wasn't ready to make the run. There was balls hopelessly hit up to Kell and Vardy. And all of a sudden, Leicester, who didn't have the greatest first half and was still fairly poor, lost their intent, lost their shape, and like I said, went back into their shell. And that's why that didn't work. If it was played to that way, and these players, as you can see, Bertrand, if Bertrand and Castagne came back on defence and, and forced them onto the inside and to make it a solid line of four, then Lukeman and Harvey Barnes could stay further up the field. Yuri Tillemans wouldn't have to come back as essentially a third centre-back. Leicester tried to play counter-attacking football whilst also playing very shielded and in the shell in the second half. And that's why eventually when Palace got their goal, it was only one result that looked, looked, looked like happening, apart from the worst of the results, which could have been Leicester losing that game. That's why Leicester essentially lost it, mate. Did you notice the one that was great, man? I, I, I love, I love, I love your uh, your sky here, uh, sky uh, TV uh, thing. We, we, we need to work on that, but it's great. You make excellent points during that. But did I don't know if anybody noticed there was obviously five minutes of, of injury time. We actually got warned by the referee for time wasting at a throw in. Yeah, that, that's telling you again the confidence, though, doesn't it, mate? I don't know if it tells the confidence or the fact of. Do we want to win these games? And all right, yes, of course we do. Of course the players yeah. don't want to lose. But is it the fact that they don't want to lose more than they want to win, if that makes sense? Because, you know, for us, and it was our throw-in in their half, and it took three players, Leicester players, to decide, well, you know, I'm going to pass it to you. And like I say, we got warned for time-wasting. So are we wanting not to lose more than we're wanting to win, if that makes sense? I think right now we are purely because of how things were going into the game. You know, Leicester were... You know, I've always said as well, 2-0 is, is, is a horrible scoreline. No matter when you're winning, it's it's um, it's it's a horrible scoreline to defend. And when you're probably in there feeling like you've got a, whole, a lucky horseshoe up your ass, being 2-0 up at half-time... Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I feel that you kind of go, all right, that's that's not, that's not, uh, you know, that's that let's not let this lead go. And in the and in the point to the thing is that um, 
they do inevitably because they revert to their shell and then all of a sudden like i said we had at one point we had our back four being protected by our midfield four in 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 trying to clear a simple ball that a team should deal with an anchored midfielder would pick up and <laughs> spread that <coughs> spread that play the reason right. we lost the ball when we did get that ball to the middle is because your Lutman and your Barnes Barnes weren't there. I think at one point even Kalichi and Acho was the closest thing to attacking him. He was in our own half. It, they're the things that the mentality needs to change. That the next time Leicester find themselves in a in a winning position at the end of a half or at any point in the game, they keep going. I'm going to introduce into these programs here uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna make a note of this here so we've got we're gonna have a comment of the show if you like the person that makes the best comment for the whole show and brookline all the way from america you have come in here with an absolute peach this is a pearl of a comment and to me if i if i if i had a prize mate i'd give you a prize because you deserve it that much but he says here brad Time for you to admit that we can't win without Oyozi Perez, a hard worker and team player. <laughs> Drop line, I'm mate. Off, See you later. <laughs> Drop line, mate. I love you. I love you. <laughs> oh, that's class. Well done, mate. That's. I tell you what, that's cheered me up now. That has cheered me I've up. Always, I've, I've always said you're a nuisance, Brookline. <laughs> Mods, Mods, come on, come on, mute him for 24 hours. Come on, Mods, get on with it. Come on, <laughs> that's graceful talk. But uh, Man City, yeah. Liverpool are still nil nil. We're going to end now with um, uh, the Alan Bennett's post um, stats of you know, who his man of the match was. Good luck, Alan, and, and his rating the players. But we are going to be back just to let you know tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Fingers crossed. Um, just waiting for confirmation, but we should be back uh, with a matter of this. Hopefully, we're going to be speaking to Ali, uh, an, an Eagles fan. This could be interesting, and getting his uh, his thoughts on the game. But let's have a look at. Uh, Al. Now, I always say this, and in fairness, Phil, I've had to put you on mute. You, you know, you're just coming in with negative comments, and yes, you don't like what we're saying. Well, you add something to the conversation because at the moment, mate, you're adding sweet FA. Just sit there commenting, but Alan. He, he does do this, like I say, the poor guy's at the game. He's literally walking out the ground when I'm asking him, like, what's your ratings? What's your player? So he doesn't really have time to believe. But he usually hits the nail on the head. And he was there. For all of us armchair fans, you know, we say, well, we don't agree with that. He was there. And obviously, you you see more of the game when, you are, when, when you're when you there. But, Brad, you've probably seen these because it's, it's, it's been up on the social media sites. Um, he's given the manager a four. He's given the team a five, and he's given um, the man of the match to Timothy Castagna. I've got to be totally honest with you, Brad. I don't know about you. I, I, I would struggle 
to make pick a man of the match. I think if I had to pick the man of the match, I may have gone for a Nacho, and not just because it was his birthday to there today. And happy birthday, Nacho man! Um, have a have a good one. Um, your thoughts on that? You know, normally I say Alan's been a bit uh, a bit harsh, harsh sometimes, yeah. um, but I think he's been a bit generous um, <laughs> this time round, purely because, right? He finally, he finally picks up the phone. Does old Mike Take Bassett? Care, you know, Mike Bassett finally answers Brendan Rogers' calls and texts and rings him back and finally says to him, "What do you want, Brendan?" And he says. I need your help. I need your help. This this guy on Leicester till I day TVs. You're seeing them. We're not playing the right football. What do I need to do? And he went. It, he it's needs to be totally Scottish. Hi, because I can't. I can't do his accent. I never can. It's never worse, it? Um, oh, I'm just pretending he's Scottish now. Just just go with it. Shush. You behave. Right, smile. <laughs> not yours. Right, and he go and he just says, "Yeah, Brendan, I've got some advice. You play four, four, two." And that's about all Brendan got right because the second half was so wrong and 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 it was a wrong approach from the players and and the manager in a sense the way they probably because the way we seem to so dramatically fall off the boil in in in, in trying to attempt to play counter attacking quick flowing football and again I, I I would say the word of the day is attempt because I'm not saying by any imagination at all at any point in the game was it fantastic and free flowing because it certainly wasn't but I think the fact that he probably came into the dressing room and almost dressed it and made the players feel yeah we did get away from that I don't know how we came on the lead that the mentality and change 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 back reverting to what it is and what happened about six weeks was a big negative against Brendan. I would give him mm-hmm. three. And in terms of man of matches, Banier was probably the right pick. For the second time I'm talking about Banier giving it his all, putting the effort and then actually doing his job right. Yeah. Well, David here, good evening to you, by the way, Maisie, Devils United. Uh, get over to Devils United TV. It is a Man United site, but she does do a lot of general football and uh, she does know, doesn't know what she's talking about, but she can't cook garlic bread. Um, David agrees with my man of the match. Um, what can I say? You're, you're, you're a man of impeccable taste, David, a man of impeccable taste. As is Jeff, to be honest with you, uh, I too would have gone for Nacho, three for manager and four for team. Lots of room for improvement. Um, you're losing, you're losing this one, Brad. I'm afraid, <laughs> and Alan. Um, that, that, bro- that's fair to be honest with you, because if I had, if I had to throw another name out there, it would have been um, <laughs> um, oh, it would have been the fans again. It would have yeah. been the fans again. To yeah. be fair. No, to be honest, with you, I mean, come on, come, this, this is. And 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 say Phil M earlier was going on about uh, negative views and everybody's sort of talking shit because he knows better than everybody else. Yeah, of course you do, Phil. It is about opinions, and you've got there four or five comments. Alan, you, me, a couple there. We're all going for different, you know, people as man of the match. You know, I tend to appreciate. I mean, that would be my man of the match. But I'm sat here watching it on a little screen. You know, he's watching it there live, so he sees a lot more. He sees the running off the ball that we don't necessarily see. Uh, Brookline, you're just cheating now. 
you've already won the comment of the day. Don't come back in with another one that's really good, which you have. Alex Ferguson had the half-time hair dryer. Brendan gives them a shampoo. <laughs> I think he gives them hair removal cream the way it's going. You can't even get that right, can you? You can't even give shampoo treatment. He's given, he's hair he's hair given me hair removal cream. That's why I wear a hat. Oh, Liverpool have gone ahead against Man City. No, yeah. Uh, so that's another... Um, that, that, that's another one that we've all got wrong this uh, today because um, you and me went for a Man City win. Just on the predictions, there's no prediction league next week because um, obviously there's, there's international football, um, which probably won't be as boring as watching um, Leicester at the moment. Uh, but Brad, a great weekend on the old prediction league show. You've actually gone from 24 up to 29 points. You are now three points ahead of me in 26 and yeah he's on 25 and yes, I, i'm not even it. looking at the long ball and if you post the link in the group mate i'm i'm taking it down today because i got it all wrong uh the only thing that i can say is that we both went for a palace leicester draw but i did go for a 3-1 win in the long ball um facebook user here says do you think yuri will go in january i don't know now i mean there, there was some See, let's be honest with you, you know, and I'm old enough to, to, to remember when, you know, you had like three newspapers and teletext that covered football. Now you've got so many papers, so many magazines, so many YouTube channels, so many websites, and then 24-hour sports channels. They've got to be filled with something. Apparently, he's now being linked with a swap deal with a, with a Real Madrid midfielder. I've never heard of, but I don't follow European football, but I looked and thought, who the hell's that? Uh, certainly not Gareth Bale. I just, I don't know, because, you know, when you look at, his stock has certainly gone down. I think his value has gone down, unfortunately. And we've got to be honest here, that, the, you know, when you look at Leicester, that last season, I said this time, and I need to keep going on, we're fourth or fifth. And when you look at them now, some managers might look at it and go, ooh, mm, may, 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 maybe well, not. I'm, so, I mean, to be fair to Yuri, when you're asking us an attacking-minded midfielder yeah. that's supposed to be our creative source to come and sit in front of the back, uh, the back four, I can't really... Yes, I know his passes went astray and he was probably frustrated with him, him, himself as well as his teammates at times when it comes to passes and them not winning balls. Um, you create your players doing defensive duties. It's not really a lot you can do to affect the game in the way you're supposed to. Exactly that. Totally. totally. And I, I, like I say, we are, as Leicester fans, we do like to have a scapegoat. You know, it's been chill well. It's been slop. Probably Perez at the moment. I don't think Perez would have been any worse than any of those players out there today. And I know... You know, I know your you feelings on take Perez, that. But... You take that. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I think I think basically everybody has decided to play at Perez's standards now, moving forward. They've all looked at Perez and went, "Well, gets him in the team every week." You know, but let's be honest with you, Brendan, and let, you know, let's. We've said I've said this before. I've questioned Brendan's. Has he got favourites, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. Perez didn't start today. Madison hasn't started the last couple of games. Yes, he's come on as substitute. But when you've got a player like Luckman, who we were saying only 
well, less than a week ago, we, I was I was on a show with um, LCFC.com um, with a couple of ex-players and, and a couple of players over in, in Poland. It was uh, Kieran Dewsby Hall and Luckman. And we were saying, because Luckman was coming on, uh, Matt Elliott uh, was saying, the excitement that the crowd show when Luckman gets the ball, he, you know, it gets the crowd going because he wants to attack. But then when you put, so you put him on at the start and he doesn't have that sort of impact. And are we in danger of having uh, under Mark two? No, actually, I think, you know, for parts in that first half, especially when he was flicking it over a defender's head and getting the ball and running onto it. I actually think in the parts that were good for Leicester, he was actually probably involved mm. in some degree. He, he, you know, he was turning defending, he was pressing forward, making the early pass. Like I said, when Leicester actually managed to figure out how to go forward quickly, he was probably actually involved in it more times than not. I actually think, like I said, I think the complete change in mentality in the second half stifled him. He couldn't do anything in that second half because, again, he was probably finding himself doing defensive work when he should yeah. be the one that's getting the ball where he's good at getting it and driving at it. I mean, at some points, he made some moves, Chris, that I felt like telling him to stop it. He's got to remember that these footballers, he's doing it past her. They've got families to, to, to provide for and can't go putting them out of employment by leaving them on their ass the way he was. <laughs> it, you know, he had his glimmerous moments where... He, he looked good. Uh, unfortunately, you're probably talking a collective three all round. So I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna sit here and go, oh, oh God! All of a sudden, he's he's no good because nobody was. But he was mm. probably one of the few that you could say, well, when it did go right for him, though. However, it went like this. David says exactly the same thing there. I thought Luckman was actually quite good today. He was quick, hassled the Palace defence and looking to move the ball. I mean, guys, let me, let me just explain something because um, especially for, say, Phil, who was, who was complaining earlier, we all have opinions. Like I say, we've all got different opinions. As host of these shows, I'm not always giving my opinion. Because if I was to sit here and go Leicester A, Leicester A, Leicester A all the time, and Leicester are wonderful, the sun shines out their arse, they, they fart daisies and, and it's brilliant and Brendan's the best thing since sliced bread, it would be a very boring show. We are here to create discussion, not unlike Talk Sport, not unlike Stringer on, on BBC Radio Leicester. They're all there. If we don't get people commenting, there'd be just me and Brad sat here, we might as well, you know, have a one-to-one -one on the telephone. You know, the idea is that we, we we say these things to create discussion. So it's not always what we believe, but it's always, I say, to try and get... I say these things, and often off-camera, Brad, I will say, you know, totally right. You know, and I will say you're right, like, you know, with your tactics, that's brilliant with, you know, with your little diagrams. But we don't always agree. But that's no. what creates the discussion. And that's why I'm sort of saying... I, I, I love Luckman, you know. Yeah. I just question him today. But like I say, today... We can't, you know, like I say, even have put Perez on that pitch and put in any more of a worse performance. And I know Brad's not going to talk to me now uh, for, for a while. And I'm only saying this because next week I don't think I'm doing a show with him. So I can avoid him for a week. But um, he loves Perez, really. Yeah. Brad and Perez sitting in a tree. Okay, Brad. No pushing him out casually. 
What what was that song you were singing? If anybody, I can't remember what show it was on, but guys, check out a couple of recent shows. We actually got Brad singing. I think it was it was on the Leisure. Was it Leisure Warsaw? Yes, I jumped on with uh, you yeah. and Josh, Josh. and Neil from Beyond yeah. the Ninety. Uh, were on, yeah. and I came on a bit later on. One all, Man City. Yeah, good. Um, I yeah, I decided that uh, I give. Perez a wonderful new channel. I'm not going to spoil it because a I just want to be one of them good old. I'm going to give you a good old YouTube response. Go and check it out and find out what it is I said about Perez. Go and watch that show just to cheer you up because it will yeah. make you laugh. It's, I you know yeah. I'm a tone deaf person myself, but the the, the, the chant did get a go check it out. See what my new version of Perez is. That's the Legia Warsaw. Uh, versus Leicester post-match show. It's under um, the uh, section which is Euro shows, and he um, is actually, you know, it, it. Well, put it this way, Brad, he's not going to get a career on X Factor. Let's just put it that way. Munzi, good. Oh, Jeff says there he agrees with us. It would be a boring world if we all agreed. Yes, it would. And these wouldn't be worth. Worth doing. Munzi, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Man United fan. And it's always actually it's always nice to see when these fans come on what they thought of the game. You know, he's obviously watched it and you know he thinks a draw was a fair result. And it's always as I say, I love seeing what like the Palace show on Monday when we get the uh, the Palace fan on, see what he thought of it. And I yeah. always like seeing um, <laughs> Terry, I love you. We always, you know, uh, li I like this. I like, and personally, I have to disagree with you on this time, Munzi, because I think Palace probably deserved the result more than we did. But it was interesting to see yeah. that you think that. Okay. Check out the Munzi talk panel. Uh, he likes the shirt I've got on. Well, what can I say? It doesn't do us any good. I, I, I can carry it off. I don't know if a few of the players can. But I can carry this off. Yeah, right. I'm too sexy for my shirt. And uh, we might have an extra shirt show coming up because all the third ones are out. Terry Fuller says, remember, Brian Clough, uh, we have a discussion to decide I am always right. Indeed we do. Indeed we do. On that note, the man that is always right, Brad, thank you so much as always, sir. Great show. And I, I say we, we we don't see eye to eye, which is brilliant on a lot of things because uh, that's what it's all about. Football, love, love, keep going with the old. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to treat you to a whiteboard, but do keep coming along with the uh, with the old diagrams. I love them. You speak a lot of sense in that. We'll have to we'll have to come up with a title for that section of the show, mm -hmm. and we'll introduce. I tell you what, mate. So I might I might be rubbish at predictions. You know, I might sometimes get, you know. Macedonia's parts of Macedonia's to win Euros, and I might I might not do too well in the predictions league, but I think I found I, I feel like I found the element of of, of calling when it comes to to, to doing this. I'll have, I, to, do I do a, I'll have to do a jingle for you, sir. Rich, good evening from Rich Sports. Um, still backing Rogers. If you're backing Ollie, we'll back we'll back Brendan because you spent a lot more than we have. And I always say I like Ollie. I like I really do like him. Uh and he's obviously a Man United legend. But you know, again, you threw it away this weekend. And I honestly think that if Ollie, and I say this a lot when I when I pop onto your shows, uh, Rich, I think Matt, you think he's really got to win something this season, Ollie. Or it could be bye bye Ollie. 
Ole, 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 ole. Goodbye. Right. On that note, Brad, thanks very much, mate. I will see you whenever no, I see you. I don't even know when it is next, but you know, you you are always right, and I, I bow to your superior knowledge. And you're winning the prediction league, which I hate you for. <laughs> Take care, right, and I'll man. see you soon. All yeah, the best. Right, Cheers. Yeah. Uh, Rich says, yeah, 100% he has to win something. And I think that's the difference, to be honest with you, Rich. Um, we're having a bad time. And if you saw my rant at the start, it's because we've had a couple of good seasons. You could say, are we punching above our weight? Um yeah, I kind of guess we are. Well, we, we, we did, I mean. Um, but Man United, it's the club. It's like all the Arsenal fans have been saying, you know, you, you more is expected of you. bit like we expect more this season because of the last two seasons. Maybe for us, this season is our reality check season. When we say, hang on a second, maybe we're not as good as we thought we are. Or maybe it's just other clubs are now catching us up. You know, we've had those couple of seasons, you know, as being uh, fifth and in the top four for so long. Everton's turn, maybe. Brighton, you know. Uh, Brentford, oh, they'll, in fairness, as much as I love Brentford, and I said they would have to be the best of the promoted teams, I don't think they're going to be up there all the time. Spurs might have a good season, actually might even pop into the top four. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, all right. I lost it at that point. I agree. It's all got a bit silly. Jeff, thanks very much, mate. Glad you enjoyed it. We always have a bit of banter. Always bit. And this is why I say, if you're going to come on and anybody, not you, Jeff, but anybody that comes on and just moans and complains, we've all got different opinions. It's all banter. That's what it's all about. And I want to say thank you to everybody that has um, followed us, that follows us, that watches the shows. We've actually nearly on 60,000 views on this channel since we started doing it, which is amazing. I mean, 60,000 people watching different shows. Oh, God. I, I don't know. I didn't know there were so many mad people out there. Um, watch time is nearly 7,000. You've spent 7,000 hours of your well-earned time away from work watching this. Life, get one, maybe. Oh, I love it. And on the podcast, we are so close. Probably when we put this up on the podcast, we will actually reach the 9,000 plays on the podcast, which is absolutely amazing. And thank you for that. And if you do want to catch us on the podcasts, uh, we're on all the major platforms. And you just search Lester Till I Die, and we're on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Podcast World. Or if you're on Google, just type in Leicester City Podcast and we come up on the first page, which is amazing. Um, and if you want to listen to us on your smart speaker, just search, please, and you must say, please play the podcast, Leicester Till I Die. Otherwise, it doesn't find you. And of course, if you want to watch this back, Leicester Till I Die TV on the um, YouTube. Somebody said earlier, didn't agree with what we were saying, so unsubscribe. That's fine. That's fine. If you don't agree with what we say, it's your right. Like I say, football's about opinions. And if you don't like it, as I say, I understand totally. You've got your opinions. We've got ours. And you wanted to leave, so you leave. Um, finally, David S. Nicely done there, Chris. Thank you, David. Glad you showed some passion in this show, in the shit show earlier. A damn sight more passion than our players on the pitch, to be fair. 
I'd like to say, give me a pair of boots, but I don't, do you remember that goalkeeper a few years ago that was eating pies uh, on the pitch? <laughs> me. Tell you what, I sit I sit up this angle so that my belly is is just about fits under the table. You know, if you want to know who's at all the pies, yeah, lockdown, lockdown pies. But thank you for your comment, David. That really does mean a lot. So we're going to be back, like I say, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. We will be back with the... Uh, Opposition show when we'll be looking back at this game with a Palace pan, pan, a Palace fan. God, I need some more gin. Hang on, with a Palace fan. And then on Tuesday, we've got the X on the pitch show when we will be having uh, again welcoming along ex player Julian Watts, the guy who set up the goal for Claridge Shinner. Uh, we'll be talking. We're going to have, we always have four four main topics and then a viewer's point at the end. So come on to the show with a question and we'll ask the questions at, at the end. Uh, but we start off with Damari Gray. Uh, have Everton got the player that we thought we were going to buy? Uh, the second topic, Kelechi Inacho. Whose responsibility is it to make sure that his paperwork is correct and up-to-date and valid? Um, the third point is the Legia Warsaw debacle. Uh, we were rubbish. And what's gone wrong? Uh, and the fourth one is, do we sack managers too soon? Like I say, Watford have sacked their manager when they were 14th. We're sat in 13th. It's ridiculous, isn't it? And let's say, this is Watford. I'm surprised he's lasted this long. I don't know what Watford expect. And if they're going to bring in Ranieri, which is the rumours, well, he, he's only going to be there to a maximum of a year. You know, he came into Leicester. And it was right for him. He ain't going to keep you up. I'm sorry. And I I love Claudio Ranieri to bits. I would have his babies if I had a womb. Am I allowed to say that these days with all the wokeness that's going on? I don't know. But anyway, but he could not keep Fulham up. And I'm sorry, he will not keep you up, Watford, as much as I love the guy. That's Tuesday at nine o'clock with me and Xbox Julian Watts. And um, but say Monday, seven o'clock. Hopefully, welcoming the Palace fan along. Thanks for watching, guys. Thank you. Like I say, 60,000 views, nearly 7,000 watch hours, and 9,000 plays on the podcast. You make it all worthwhile. Uh, thanks, Terry, for watching in. Thanks to everybody that tuned in. We really, really, really do appreciate it. Stay safe. Match of the day two tonight. Mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> See you tomorrow at seven. Good night, guys. Stay safe. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester.
I'll be back. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.